0: Welcome to another episode of Crazy Fitness Guy, healthy living podcast slash weekly motivation with Crazy Fitness Guy. Now before, uh, in this bonus episode, I want to talk about the top, I'm going to share with you the top four shows from season two. I mean, obviously we have more shows than, uh, four on season two, but these are the, the top Four that or that was played from season two of our podcast. And make sure you subscribe to the show so you can know when season three comes out of Crazy Venus Guy Healthy Living podcast. And yeah, and this is a whole different interesting, uh, I mean, intro than we normally do. So so the first show I want to uh, give you a little background on is the International Day of Calm with Celia Kibler. Then this episode, me and her talk about what the day, what the International Day of Calm is, how to get started, and how you can participate. And there's uh and we dive into how to stay calm and everything else. Take a lesson.
1: Expand the fist real real wide because this holds all that feeling that you're having. And when you let it go, you let it go. It's a good way to teach kids. It's even a good way for adults to relax. There's so many ways to, you know, for you to control the way you're reacting in the situation. And that's the key. You're in charge of that. Always remember that people that are calling you names or being obnoxious to you, that's about them. That is not about you. If they're calling you a liar or they're calling you something, you know, commenting on what you look like that day or the way you're acting, that is really about them. They are projecting their feelings on you. So you have to just keep reminding yourself, not about me, not about me. And if you need to walk away, walk away. Not everyone is our cup of tea. So don't feel like you have to be friends with everyone. Don't feel like you have to calm everyone. Don't feel like you are in respo- you are responsible for keeping the peace in your family. You are also responsible for taking care of yourself. That old adage: "You can't pour from an empty cup." You can't. So self-care is really important. Exercise, good eating, good sleep. Meditation is great. Anything that helps you to think. Journaling is wonderful and makes a great gift for somebody, a journal, a nice pen. So all of those things can help you become a calmer person and specifically addressing the areas of your life that you know cause you stress because stress is contagious and if you can learn how to calm an area of your life even better lot what our free classes are about then you're that much closer to being completely calm as a person well uh, well for me you know I, I i
0: i i know what stresses me out like i've I've been uh, figuring out uh, journaling a lot, trying to figure out putting the puzzle pieces together, what, what's what been bothering me and whatnot. And I think what's been bothering me, and it might sound silly, but it's it just been a mix of things. Like, me, I just felt like I just, all I do is just doing the same thing day in and day out. And, uh, but then, But then also the other thing that's just been bothering me is that I have all my emails at the moment literally going into one inbox. Like I have all this social media stuff, I have all my marketing tools, and it's like, oh, uh, somebody sent you a message on here. I really don't care. And it's like once I log into that social media account, I will care, but do I need it as an inbox reminder? no i really don't and it's like i already have it on my phone do i need a? and it's like do i need a 500 reminders and say send me such a message well i'll get to them eventually i'm not a rude tool except for the people who message me It's like hey do you want to go in cryptocurrency no i was like just plain out no not interested exactly and, but and- i think that's just what's getting to me just because like i'm getting bombarded with all like emails and then like when i'm going on these podcast interviews and uh events and summit events and whatnot i want to be able to uh reply to those emails just as contact emails i don't want to be like Hey, let's have everything mixed together because it was such a great idea to do it this way. And like, this was a stupid idea, and I should never have done this ever again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you make some great points, Jimmy. I first of all, the the word "no," you know, when you become a people pleaser or someone that feels like they have to make everyone happy, it's very easy to fall into the the habit of saying yes to everything, even though you have a million things on your plate, this one needs help or this one needs you to do something, or this one needs you to do, you know, to call something. And you're saying yes to all of this. And all you're doing is getting stressed out and have creating a lot of anxiety. When, if you just realize that you also have to take care of yourself. And when somebody asks something, if you have a bunch of appointments You get to say, no, say, you know what? I wish I could help you, but honestly, I don't have five minutes today to do it. So I'm sorry, but I won't be able to help you. Maybe I'll be able to help you next time and say, no, an organization is a huge way to help your life get more organized. One of the classes we're going to have during the day of calm on April 5th is how to organize your office? How to live so that you can feel? So the
0: next the next episode is one of my, one of my next favorite episodes, and one of the other episodes, uh, another episode that the, that you the audience loved from this from the season. Pump Season Two, is it's called "Is Autism a Gift or a Curse?" with Ben Levin. In this episode, we talk about we talk with Ben about uh, his autis- his uh, his autistic gifts and whether he thinks it's a curse or not. Here's take a listen. Just out of curiosity, um, what uh, so. Why are you? For you, um, was it hard for you growing up uh, on the autism spectrum?
2: It was. I felt different in a lot of ways, especially for me. It communicating and spending time with others wasn't easy. I had to do a special program in order to learn. How to want to do it, I guess, to be inspired. But those types, and even now I struggle with things like when situations get overwhelming, I shake my knees, I I I roll my shoulders, stuff like that. And sometimes the fact I had to be homeschooled for this program did make me feel a little different. And the fact that there were some things I just couldn't understand about other kids. Like, when I was five, I went to a, a special needs camp. But when the kids were playing tag, when we went to the playground, they were screaming, ah! And some reason i was convinced that they were screaming because of me that they were scared of me so because of that i became afraid to spend time with them and on the playground it was fine in other activities except for gym or any other physical ones because those types just made me think that they were scared of that they were scared of me because of all the screaming they did during those and I just would sit by myself and watch then shortly after I went to the camp I went on a picnic with some with a, with family friends and some but, and some other kids who i used to be good friends with one of the with the kid in the family in the family friend if you get what i'm saying and one of the kids of back then i hadn't realized that millions of people around the world have the same names and When I heard one of the kids had the name of which one of the kids from my camp also had and when they started playing games part of me assumed that that kid had already informed everyone that I was dangerous I guess and that made me think the whole world knew or something I have no idea what I was thinking back then and I spent three years afraid to be on playgrounds unless I was alone.
0: Uh, geez, like my, uh, for me growing up with autism, uh, I know, I didn't really know I was autistic until I was 11, in 11th grade when I got invited to my own IEP meeting, which was literally the biggest waste of time I've ever been to. Uh, I, I mean, it's like I'm like today. Like I joke about it because, like, I can literally tell you what what the scenario was. I was in this small conference room with this long table. One, some people sat on the right side, some people sat on the left side. Guess where I sat at? I sat at the head of the table, and I got to see both sides arguing. Right, this would be better for Jimmy then no, this would be the better for Jimmy, Were and
2: you allowed to speak at your i e p meeting
0: yeah it was uh yeah, they invited me because I was at a certain age day in high school they, That was well they said that i was they basically said it was uh like an like an upcoming for my age and like oh, it shows you the maturity and but before I, I even got to go in, they, they remind me, it's like, just let you know, you're not allowed to speak at your own IEP meeting. I'm like, and see for yourself. And the next episode uh, that people love, who I love to listen to is living healthy and happy with, and with autism with autism. Anna Laura Brown. In this episode, we talked to Anna about living with autism and how she lives healthy and happy with autism.
3: And they didn't really, it's not that they didn't believe in drugs, like we did do antibiotics when we were really, really sick and things like that. And you know we'd go to the doctor when it was really absolutely necessary but my mom really believed in trying to use more at home natural holistic remedies and things like that instead and back then it was the very right at the very beginning where some doctors were starting to advocate for putting kids that were on the autism spectrum or even kids that had digestive disorder digestive challenges or you know other things on things like the gluten-free casein-free diet or you know that's become much more popular with kids on the autism spectrum or you know like there's things like a candida diet to help like if you have too much yeast infections different things like that so when I was little I was on that diet for quite some time but then as I got older I got off of it and I moved more towards just trying to eat as much whole unrefined unprocessed food as possible trying to you know live as healthy a life as possible in other words and what i mean by that is try to not eat food that comes primarily from a package or a box in other words it's like actually food it's food where like if we were to show it to our great great grandparents they would actually recognize it as food
0: sounds interesting uh well, for me, growing up i i'm not, what I'm gonna say might sound like I'm bashing my parents like in a bad way, mm-hmm. but I'm not, but mm-hmm. it's gonna come out wrong, and I know it's gonna come out wrong uh but uh but we were quite the opposite back then we uh had a lot of uh we ate out a lot. Uh, We had a lot of uh, mac and cheese, peanut butter and jelly. And I I, I think it was just because, uh, I don't know, we didn't, to be honest, I don't know why we ate that way. I think we just, because that's what my parents gave us and that's what what we ate. that was fine. Uh, But what caused me to gain weight was a mix of, bad food i mean like by bad food it made me like junk food and whatnot but then i was also on this uh medication uh years ago where uh where it was helping me with my moods that like fluctuate throughout the day mm-hmm. and it kind of just messed everything like it, it, have you ever seen the the movie the uh, Joker, the recent Joker movie?
3: I but, haven't actually. Well, it,
0: it's kind of it, it's well, uh, I, I'm not gonna spoil it or anything, but it's really depressing. But the person, but uh, the Joker, he like he he makes it like a pretend happy face, like like he's all fine, and but he but he's not. But my point is like this medicine made me feel like I was just masking everything. It's like, oh, I'm just happy and, and everything. And it's like this feels so fake and forced and I didn't like the feeling. But it, it had a side effect. and one of them was weight gain. And mm-hmm. I wasn't a big per a person who worked out back then. This was like oh when I was stressed because of bullying and everyone not I came home and started eating my favorite junk food.
3: Mm-hmm. And that yeah, big... well, you know, and there's a lot of reasons. Sometimes parents give their kids food that's less than healthy. Sometimes they just don't know better. Sometimes that's just the way that they were raised. Or, you know, sometimes they're really, really busy because the reality is that sometimes, at least I find that a lot of parents and people think that it's easier to serve junk food if you're busy, you don't have a lot of time to cook that kind of thing. So one of the things I try to do is, you know, either through recipes on my blog, through an ebook that I've written for some of the recipes that are actually in the book that I published and, you know, just to share on social media and other things. I try to help parents realize that there are ways that you can actually create meals that actually taste good, that aren't junk, and that actually don't take that long to cook. So, you know.
0: Yeah. I definitely got to check out that book of yours because uh, I saw you gave me uh, a sneak peek at the uh, first chapter. I didn't get to it, to be honest, yet. Um, I'm going to. uh, I've been busy catching up a boatload of emails in the last uh, four days of this week so far because I came back from my two and a half week break and then I'm like, oh, emails. I love them so much. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you should say that you should have saw them uh, that some of them will take a listen and last but not least number four most listened to episode from season two oh, is one habit of the world's greatest leaders book with Joanne Daniels in this episode, right before Christmas of, I would like to say last year, I believe, I mean this past year, in 2021, uh, I talked to my friend, Jarian Daniels, who talks about her co author book that she did with, that is called One Habit of the World's Greatest Leaders. And how she got how she uh, got invited to it, what her meaning of what, her, what the true mean, what her definition of leadership is, and a lot more.
2: It's, it's,
4: I, I'm very passionate about leadership, and I in my definition of a leader is somebody who's making and bringing impact into the world and somebody who you can't be a leader if you don't have a following. So you can be a a manager, you can be an executive, but if you don't have people who are, who are behind you, who believe in your message, who want to, who want to carry that forward in their own lives, then then you're not a leader. So I think that you, we really have to, we always need people around us more so than, than they need us. We need them more than they need us. And they always say that management and supervision. So when you get people in a, in a, I've had many different types of, and, and you'll see, you know how it is in your career. There's all different types of teachers. There's all different types of bosses. There are also different types of uh, supervisors, but the ones who have, who make an impact and who make a difference in the world are the ones who want to bring value and and they have people who support and believe in their message. And that's really what I think leadership's all about. Well,
0: I think... It- my definition of leadership would be if you can't follow your own set of guidelines and rules that you live by, then you're not a real leader. Because if you can't follow your, your own advice, how do you expect other people to <laughs> take your advice and say, hey, I want to go do what this person says, but that person does the exact opposite? I'm a, I don't, I met there's some days where I, uh, where sometimes, I fall short of, uh, of following my own advice at times. But it's not like I get, I get in the habit. It's sometimes I just have a very, very off day. Others, I'm on top of my game and I'm like, woohoo, I can do anything I want to put my mind to. And there's other days where it's like, I hate everything about technology and I just wanted to go away.
4: <laughs> I think, yeah, I agree. And I think you make a great point. I don't think again. I, I believe too that you you should live your own your own mantras. But I think that people recognize that even though you're, uh, we're still human. Even though we're out here and we're trying to bring our message into the world, we're still human and and we can have an off day. And I think that what's make that's what makes us more relatable. Nobody wants to be uh, nobody wants to be uh, coached by somebody who's perfect. We want somebody who can understand and and and, uh, and empathize with what we're going through. And I think that that's a great part of, I love your backstory where how you came to be crazy fitness guy and, and the bullying that you overcame and all of that. I think that that's what makes you relatable. If you had just been some overconfident, you know, jock right from the beginning, it would probably be harder for people to
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Uh, but uh, I totally agree with that as well because uh, I kind of find it's hard to uh, relate to some of those. Uh, I never really uh, liked. It's it's like a. What what did I see the other day? Um, Oh, it's like the, I forget, I don't remember what I was gonna say. I think it was the, uh, like, Adele was having this, uh, her own private small little concert uh, with Oprah, uh, along with these other celebrities. And I like, it's not very inviting if people are at home watching our concert and then there's, I guess, the uh, all the A-list celebrities um and it's not really inviting or relatable to any of us. so no offense at Adele, but uh not saying I'm not, uh, not saying to bash anyone, but just like uh, wasn't feeling it. I watched a few minutes of it I was like I didn't know what to think of it to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna go on a rant on it. I I don't have any rants to say about it. But but uh, let's get back to your book. Um, so how long did it take you to uh, contribute to that book?
4: It really only took about a month because because every every individual really just uh, dedicated themselves to one chapter, and then we did a press release. We did press.
0: Take a listen. Now, I want to thank you for a strong two seasons of Crazy Fitness, Get a Healthy Living podcast. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this bonus episode. And check out these episodes, the full episodes of the four top most uh, l- listen to episodes in season two. I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this short episode. And please um, stay tuned for season three. And I got some, I got some sneak peep. uh I can, I can tell you that there's a lot of stuff coming your way for season three of our podcast. So stay tuned. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do so because season two, season three, sorry, is coming very, very soon, and if you haven't already, already go to crazyfitnessguy.com and subscribe to our newsletter, so you know what's happening to stay in the loop and whatnot behind the scenes of Crazy Fitness Guy, business side of things, and so much more. Anyway, that is all for me for today. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and I look forward to I look forward to uh, having a I look forward to seeing what you think about this episode and uh, and uh, publishing season three for everyone. In the meantime stay happy I mean stay healthy stay safe and stay motivated until next time for us on uh, another great season of Crazy Venice Guy Healthy Event Living Podcast. In the meantime, peace.